Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org slash students. We hope that this episode is helpful to you. Welcome back to the Watermark Students Podcast. My name is Austin Mankin. I'm seated next to Jermaine Harrison and Haley Wright. What's up? Ava Burns, our student guest, is with us. Ava, introduce yourself to the audience. My name's Ava. I'm a senior at Pierce High School. Uh, Ava, I don't know if you knew, but Thanksgiving is coming up. It is? We got a great question for you. I've been thinking about this all day because I love Thanksgiving food. Mm -hmm. But if you could take away one food item from your Thanksgiving plate. Like it just needs to just go away. Like throw it in the trash. It's done. Overrated, overhyped. You're done with it. What's that one food item that you just can't stand? Okay. Well, I'm prepared for the heat, but I would take away mashed potatoes. <gasps> mashed potatoes? Yes. Ava, no. Mashed potatoes. Yes. I'm such a texture person. You have to defend your case. I'm such a texture person. The texture of mashed potatoes just makes me cringe. It's like they can smooth take- and delicious. No, gross. <laughs> There's nothing it's like chew or drink. Like it's just, I don't like it's it. It's just gross. It's just not good. They taste yes. great, but I just cannot stand it in What my other mouth. food is, do you not like the texture of? Is it just mashed potatoes? I'm trying to think. Now you put me on the spot. I don't know. Think about it. We'll come back to you. Yeah. About hey guys, Haley. it's me. I just was picking my jaw up off the ground. Oh, I wasn't able to speak wow. much because I was shocked Ouch. by Ava's answer <laughs> of mashed potatoes. But I have collected myself and okay. I'm ready to provide the real yes. answer, which is, um, you know, I feel like people are emotionally tied to Thanksgiving dishes. Yes. And so I'm like, oh, I can picture like people in my family being upset by my answer. Yes. But <laughs> it is like the traditional green bean casserole. Yeah. It is just like a weird kind of mushy mix of mushroom soup and vegetables mm-hmm. with the with the crunchies. And yes. I know people are loyal to the crunchies on top. I just appreciate like yeah. plain green beans and not the like muck. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was going to add on to that because here's my thing. Anytime you put green beans on your plate, it begins to infiltrate all the other items on your plate. And mm-hmm. then everything with that soup begins to taste like green beans. Do not like that. No, feeling you do not all. want the green I'm bean out. soup absorbing into every other I'm dish. Out. Green beans overrated. That that Agreed. was yours. That was mine. Guys, um, here I am once again to just offer my humble opinion. <laughs> <laughs> here is what needs to leave uh the Thanksgiving uh, plate. Um arugula. Wait, what? what Lettuce. Oh. Uh, any any green that <laughs> goes on the plate. <laughs> I have never had arugula yeah. in you, my Thanksgiving dish. You might. Uh, those are just a couple examples of things that people put on their plate just to make themselves, I don't know, feel, feel better, healthier. Feel healthier. No. But here's the thing. Give me the turkey. Mm. Give me the sauce. Yes. Give me the mashed potatoes. Come on. Um, Give me the uh, sweet potato uh, hash. No, the sweet potato pie at the end, or whatever. Uh, However you call what is it? Casserole? No, not sweet potato pie. With the marshmallows. Yes, yes, that thing. Whatever, whatever you call that. Give me that at the end. I'm I'm a simple man. Just simply give me the the goods of of Thanksgiving. Don't put this green stuff on here. All right. Just I think you're the only one that has those green stuff. Everyone out there with a piece of arugula on your Thanksgiving plate. Send it to us. (laughs) Man, not many objections on taking away arugula for Thanksgiving Mm. 2020. No, we will be taking. Never had that to take away in the first place. Yeah, 
for real, guys. Those were those were awesome answers, Austin. Thank you for asking that. Uh, we're going to go ahead and jump in today's to today's topic, which is related to the holidays. Uh, we have Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up. Um, Thanksgiving being next week, and Christmas obviously in the next month. And uh, for many of us, Thanksgiving and Christmas and the holidays in general are a joyful time, a time of celebration, a time to come together. And a time to be with family. However, for others of us, it can be a hard time. Um, being around family can be exciting, but can also be painful. It can be a time where it's tempting for us to disconnect and um, we struggle with discontentment. And so today we're going to be talking about how can we or what should we be doing to contribute to a joyful and memorable holiday season with our family. We have Ava here today and she's going to share some thoughts from a student's perspective just about what her experience is during the holiday season, um, what that time looks like for her and how she seeks to honor the Lord um, being present with her family. And so Ava, we're excited to have you here. Excited to be here. So good. So as we just kind of start, tell us a little bit about your family and what do the holidays look like for you guys? Do you guys have any uh, holiday traditions that you do every year? Yes. So my parents are divorced and I have two brothers, one who is a junior and one who, or my half brother is in third grade. Um, we're not much of a Thanksgiving family. So the biggest tradition we have is the dog show every year. Um, oh, and that's why mine. she doesn't like mashed potatoes. Yeah. She doesn't like the turkey either. I can already tell, I can tell by looking at her at this table. She hates the turkey. <laughs> Thanksgiving just is not my favorite. Oh my gosh. Great but, meeting. Isn't the dog show the thing you have to endure to get to the Macy's Day Parade? No, the dog show is amazing. The, is it the thing after it's or before? It's the main course. Um, mm. Yeah. It's the first The dog thing. show is my favorite part. Everyone can go yeah. cook whatever Thanksgiving meal mm. they want. I'll be sitting watching the dog show. Mm. That's incredible. Um, what on, about Christmas? On Christmas, we go to the Christmas Eve service with my mom and her parents. And then we go meet my dad for Mexican food after that. Yes. Um, on Christmas Eve or again on Christmas Eve, we do PJs with my dad every year. And Love then the my mom gets us an ornament that resembles a significant part of that year. So got a flute from the sixth grade hanging at the top of our tree. Nice. Wow. I can't wait to see what we get this year. I really can't <laughs> yeah. wait to probably the classic My, cap and year. gown. Yes. Maybe oh. a little germ. I don't know. Lots of possibilities. <laughs> that sounds fun. Sounds like you guys have a lot of fun things that you do over the holidays. So excited for you guys to watch the dog show. I can see the excitement <laughs> just boiling up in you just thinking about it now. How to find my new dog. Oh, my goodness. We can't wait to hear the updates. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Ava, kind of transitioning to more um, of just dynamics and with a lot of fun things that go on in the holiday season, there's often temptation uh, to not be present. So have you personally ever found yourself checking out on your family during the holiday season? Yeah, for sure. I think comparison is so prevalent during this time and kind of just a reminder that my family is different and it's hard to not sink back in. I remember there have been some Thanksgivings where I'll look around the table and just remember that both my parents aren't sitting there next to me and take that good deep dive in Instagram and just go look at all of those holiday posts. Um, but that's really just a time to remember that the Lord placed you in that for a reason. Totally. Yeah, I mean... I think I'll come back later on to the the comparison part of it, but I I think going back to just kind of how you were sharing the the temptation to check out because you know your family isn't the way maybe you'd like it to be. I think that that that's probably a struggle or a challenge that most teenagers face. And so I just want to encourage you guys um, with the fact that even though the leadership of your family isn't your responsibility as a teenager, um, like that responsibility is on your mom or your dad or your guardian or grandparent or whoever's um, kind of the head of the family um, that you usually spend your time with. Like it's their responsibility uh, mm -hmm. really to be the ones that lead the family. But at the same time, 
you as a teenager, you play a role in contributing to your family's culture. And and what I mean by that is if your family does have traditions, kind of like Ava was just describing, or if your family has different activities, you know, your attitude as you, you know, as those things are coming up on the holiday calendar, your attitude goes a long way in making it more fun, in creating opportunities for your family to maybe even connect on a deeper level. You have a lot of um, potential and opportunity to be, um, you know, a source of of fun and excitement and enjoyment in your family as a teenager. Yeah. And I think holidays are just so tough because you see family sometimes only once a year. And I've heard it said like uh, family gatherings around the holidays are like an elevator ride. You get in and you're just hanging out with people you don't really want to talk to and you keep it like really surface level and you're just waiting until the elevator gets off so you can leave. And I think that's kind of like the perspective most people take into the holiday season. It's like, Let's just endure this and not really enjoy it. And so like to Jermaine's perspective, like figure out how you can enjoy it and be a source of blessing. For sure. I think spiritually, even just the temptation to check out, many of us, our families are an amazing ministry opportunity, a place for us to put our faith, um, kind of just to put it on display, to love people with the way that God has loved us. And yet um, many of us find ourselves guilty of checking out on maybe one of the biggest mission fields in our life, if we will. And Mm -hmm. it, I just think of my own life and there's missed opportunities that I've had on holidays because I checked out and I wasn't present. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just, I think many of us can relate to that. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, Ava, have you ever found yourself comparing your family? Jermaine mentioned comparison. We're going to kind of circle back to that. And I, cause I do think comparison is kind of at a heightened level in the holiday season. All of us have experienced comparison um, and can relate to you in that. But what does that um, comparison trap look like for you when you're with your family, uh, comparing your family to other families during the holidays? Yeah, I think it really just stems from a lack of trust in the Lord and his plan for your family, just recognizing that he put you there for a reason. I've definitely found myself going and comparing my family to other families during the holidays. Again, with that deep dive through Instagram or social media, you go to just look at one thing. And then 30 minutes later, you look up and you just wasted your whole time with your family, just kind of thinking about what you don't have instead of being grateful for what you do. Yes, absolutely. Um, and and as you said that, man, the the thing that I want to share, um, with us and anyone listening is man, everyone loses the family comparison game. Like no one wins. If you, if you, uh, are on Instagram and you're seeing, you know, families that you, you wish your family was like, uh, it leads to your discontent, it leads to bitterness, and it leads to, you know, frustration, and you lose. Or if you think, oh, my family is is amazing, it's, it's so perfect, um, I love all that we get to do and get to be a part of, um, that can even lead to pride. And so on the one hand, it's bitterness, sadness, anger, frustration, and on the other side, it's self-righteousness, it's pride, it's being puffed up, and everyone loses when you compare um, your family to another family. And so, man, I think in addition to that, like whatever your family dynamic, whatever your family circumstance, like God didn't make a mistake um, in placing you in your family right where you are right now. And so um, while the Instagram family might look awesome or you might wish for something else, God has you exactly where you are, even if it's hard, even if it hurts. Yeah. And that's a good point because 
we can easily check out and just run to our friends because we can choose our friends. We can't necessarily choose our family. But the thing that we got to remember is like friendships are most likely seasonal. Like the high school friends you have now aren't necessarily going to be the same friends you have when you get to college and so on. And so your family is forever and they're staying there and they're, they're not going anywhere. And so you have to invest in those because you can't just check out. It's just a good reminder, as Jermaine said, to not compare, but to be intentional with them. Yeah. And the only other thing I'll add on on there um, that I forgot to say is like, like social media is so tough just in general, but especially in the holidays, like you were saying, Ava, of the like, you go on there and you see, you know, everyone dressed up and like, there's nothing wrong with dressing up and, you know, taking great pictures and posting it for friends and family and loved ones to see. Um, There's truly nothing wrong with that. So please don't hear me say, hey, you shouldn't post your you know, your annual Christmas or Thanksgiving picture. But what I will say is that all of us will do well to be more mindful and compassionate for others who may not have the same family experience as you. Uh, And like, you know, when you're posting or when you're talking about your family experience, like just being mindful that, man, there are people who, um, or have the furthest thing from the family experience that you might think of positively. And so just even being aware of that, that's not even like an action step, but just like uh, a mental thing to, to think of and, and to just be mindful of. That's so good. And if comparison is something you struggle with in the holidays, um, I think a huge thing you can do is make sure that there's people that are um, your community or close friends that you have that know that that's a struggle for you. And so you're not just entering in, to the comparison game by yourself, hoping that you can fight it on your own, but you do have friends that can check in on you, ask you how you're doing, ask you if you're spending an hour straight on social media, ask how your thoughts are doing and ask if you are being present and loving your family um, and can just pray for you also. And so if that is a struggle, uh, you don't have to struggle alone during the holiday season. Ava, do your (laughs) friends' uh, general outlook about the holidays, do they look forward to or dread the holidays with their families? I would say a majority of my friends do look forward to the holidays. We don't get to see our families as much. So it's a super great time to kind of get together, especially in 2020. I know we've all put the Christmas decorations up early. Everyone's ready for the holiday (laughs) season. Um, But I have found myself definitely dreading it sometimes, just knowing that it is a season where I can tend to fall into comparison just because of our sinful nature and kind of wishing that things were different than the way that they were. Yeah. But in the end, the more you combat those thoughts with the truth of God, I do find myself looking forward to those past that comparison. Yeah. I I think that that's so insightful to share because I think maybe the average adult or, you know, family member, like looking at the teenagers or the younger people in their family, they might walk into like a, you know, holiday thing with an unfair, maybe assumption that, oh, these, these uh, teenagers don't want to be here. They wish they were somewhere else. And they might come in with that flawed perspective. And so maybe like, as you was just talking, Ava, I was like, man, I think it's a great opportunity um, for teenagers to um, verbally share like, hey, this is so fun, like to your family, to your, you know, loved ones, whoever's all gathered for this event, um, because it, you can be so easily stereotyped that you hate that you hate all of yeah. these moments with your family when you really mm-hmm. don't. And you you look forward to it. And I think that's that could be a helpful opportunity to lead as well. Yeah. And I know it can be annoying every time you see your grandma and she's acting like, 
you've grown 15 inches since you last saw you and you saw her last week. And I'm like, but, I'm only five too. <laughs> I know, I haven't gone anywhere, Grandma. <laughs> last year. Uh, but I think that's a good point, Jermaine, because uh, one way you can contribute to the conversation is being a source of joy and being excited about being there, but also asking great questions. Yeah. Um, and not just sitting there and just being a consumer of the conversation, but mm-hmm. initiating and asking family members like, intentional questions because people love to talk about themselves. It's a great way to minister people, minister to people when you just ask them great questions. Yes. I mean, as you said that, I'm like, man, I got to double down on that point. Like if you're a teenager listening to this right now, out on a run or (laughs) just had to say it or wherever you are, like like legitimately, Mm -hmm. I would encourage you to think of all the people maybe that are going to be at your Thanksgiving or a Christmas or whatever holiday plans you have and write down a list of questions that you're like, man, I'm going to ask these questions mm-hmm. to, you know, my aunt or, you know, my brother or my mom or my dad, like be plan ahead mm-hmm. on being intentional. Yeah. And it, it goes a long way to Austin's point. That's so good, Jermaine. Ava, what advice would you give to the student who's listening right now that's Um, They do. They feel tempted to check out. They fall into comparison or uh, they're easily discouraged as as they get into the holiday season. In Psalm 107, 1, it says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever. And I think that that verse is super relevant during this time and just being able to give thanks to the Lord. Um, And then just remembering that the Lord put you in your situations for a reason. And the sooner that you're able to lean on him and accept that, the sooner he is going to be able to work in your life through that situation and just to lean on him through those times of going into comparison or feeling yourself checking out and just lean into prayer and trust in him through the process. That's so good, Ava. Thanks for sharing. Jermaine, do you have one last thing that you'd share to the student listening right now? I do. Um, here's what I. God. <laughs> here's what I would say. I can't believe you went there. <laughs> here's what I would say. Truly, no. All jokes aside, the holidays are a great time to show and be family to those who are in need of family. And so here's what I mean by that. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you know, inviting 20 random people to your to your your Thanksgiving meal with your family. It might mean that. It might mean that you're um sending a text to someone who you know has a, a really hard time during the holidays. It might be you give someone a call just to see how their, you know, holiday, you know, um, time with their family is going, like whatever it might be, like just changing your mindset to not just being all about you, but hey, how can I be a source of blessing and encouragement to the people I'm present here with? Um, and even, you know, some people I know, classmates, friends, loved ones um, that are in need of family in the holiday season. That's so good, Jermaine. And for me, I think that the holidays can sometimes be a time where it's really easy for me to like slack off in my relationship with the Lord and discipline for him. And many of us can be just be like time um, out of our regular routine affects our intimacy with Christ. Maybe it's mm-hmm. harder for us mm-hmm. to get time in the word. It's mm-hmm. harder for us to prioritize like that time, place and plan with the Lord. And so if you as a teenager are seeking to contribute to a joyful and memorable holiday season, that may be as simple as you need to make sure that you are prioritizing time with the Lord before you are going out and engaging with your family. Because if you're walking out um, without having doing that, um, you're going to maybe be um, less unprepared. Yeah, you're unprepared, um, but you never know. And so just if that is a temptation um, just to struggle, if 
the holidays are harder for you, um, one of the best things you can do is to prioritize the time, place, and plan with the Lord. Preachers mm-hmm. in sneakers. It can be so easy because so you, you, you just sleep in, you're like, I'll get around to it. And then getting around to it means Never. the day's over. Yeah. And so just create a plan early and often. And so Ava, thank you for joining us. That was awesome. Thank you for having me. You did a great job. Thanks you guys for sharing. And so just to highlight a couple things that we talked about, we said that um, you play a role in contributing to your family culture. And so think about how you can add value to your family. We said everyone loses the family comparison game. And so you don't need to compare yourself to other families, but prioritize being in the one that you're in. And then lastly, we said God didn't make a mistake in placing you in your family. He placed you there for a reason. And so look how you can add and be a source of blessing to others in your family. And so that's going to do it for us on the podcast today. And for season two. And for season two. For season two. Wow. Guys, the next time you'll be hearing from us, Lord willing, it will be be 2021. Can't wait. Well, that's going to do it. If you have any questions, feel free to email us or you can send us a message on Instagram at Shoreline Dallas. Um, Ava, that's it. All the best, Thanks for being here, Ava. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a great week. Holiday season. Holiday of worship. Hag wow. Hag how. Hag how.